Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're with Breakfast with Lindley and Ryan. Singapore based fintech companies continue to attract the most deals in ASEAN. And that's mm. counting for more than half, 55% of the total 163 deals amounting to $1.8 billion in funding. And that's US dollars, by the way. Yeah, lots of money going to the sector. So I guess it's great news as we see growth and momentum. Mm, massive growth, great news. But not so great news is with all these deals, we don't have enough skilled talent. Uh, yeah, you might imagine... Such a fast-growing sector, you need a lot of growth and you need the numbers and the manpower behind it. So this is seeing quite a bit of talent crunch mm-hmm, happening right mm-hmm. now. And the urgency to fill that gap. And because of that, Workforce Singapore has teamed up with Singapore Fintech Association to launch its first career conversion program in the fintech industry. To find out more, we have in our studio with us this morning, Ruben Lim, Chief Operating Officer, Singapore Fintech Association. Welcome to the show, Ruben. Welcome to the Hi, good morning everyone. Thank you for having me here today. Okay, this is an uh, industry first, right? The Attach and Train Career Conversion Program aimed at reskilling mid-career individuals. What does that mean? What does it entail? Right, so it is a first for the role of QA engineer. And for this particular program, it entails a nine-months-long training program that has two components. So first one is a structured training. And this involves classroom training design on collaboration with Eon Polytechnic. And it's aligned to the skills framework or SFW for the Infotech technology developed by the Skill Future Agency or SSG. As with Infocore Media Development Agency or IMDA. And this module classroom is actually equipped with candidates with the required industry-related skill set and also to help them to achieve the relevant industry certification. And after that, what's the, the exciting part is that we will be then attaching them to the employers themselves. We have up to 11 FinTech companies that are joining us for this first run. So do they need to have advanced tech knowledge to join the program? They do not need advanced tech knowledge, but it will be very helpful. Yeah, it's actually in the sense that it's a prerequisite to have some basic um, mm. tech knowledge as mm-hmm. well uh, because it is not a two-year-long program, but a relatively short three-months structured learning before we put you through on-the-job training. Yeah, Ruben, I'm just trying to get a sense. How severe is this talent crunch in the fintech world right now? Where are we getting the current talent pool? So right now, we do see a crunch and that's because every fintech company is... Uh, they are all very excited about building new products. And in fact, from our research, we have recently shown that some of the, uh, most of the fintech companies now on the average has 3.7 products. Mm. So no longer wow. do they only have one, but they have three, up to 3.7. And a lot of this actually is done through um, not only just by pure building, but they also collaborate and partner with the other fintech. So there is a crunch. And to answer your question, we do have a good number of local talents. We are also um, having a few foreigners coming overseas, uh, from overseas to, to Singapore. So is there a specific or a particular fintech role or certain skill sets that the industry needs right now? In general, there are needs in all techs, uh, all different sectors or rather departments within the tech development space. But why are we looking at QA engineer? Because this is one particular role that has not been called out earlier. And so we see a gap there and we'd like that to be filled up. 
What happens after the program? Will there be job placements? Will there be a guaranteed job for them waiting for them after the program? Um, well, there will not be guaranteed job placement. Uh, so do you need a six months long attachment? What happens is that the employees are committed to be working with them and guiding them through this journey. And ideally, we hope the trainees will impress the employers and they will then be offered the role. But subsequently, even though if even if they are not offered a permanent role, uh, SFA will be working with our partners to try to, uh, to get the placement. All right, Ruben, I'm going to give you a chance to sell some of these jobs, right? What are some of the sexy jobs in the industry? I understand you've got one called the Software Assurance Quality Engineer. It doesn't sound very clear to me, at least in my side of the world, what that means. <laughs> what does it actually entail? And why would someone actually find it interesting? That role is very interesting because... Um what happens is that there are so many products out there and you can't really just roll it out right off the bat, you know. So there will be a lot of testing done at the back to make sure that the, the user experience that one has to enjoy. Mm. And also because a lot of these solutions are all digital. In fact, they're all digital. So you then need to make sure that they are all seamless and in all different kind of platforms and interfaces. So someone who's constantly testing the software for pretty much bugs, features, if it can be improved on. That's correct. So they are really much like your, your custodian, your last line of defense. Well, why is it so hard to find someone like this? It sounds quite, I guess, um, easy to find these um, skill sets. Um, the general skill sets probably will be very similar. I would probably call it up 70-30 kind of uh, situation where 70% of the skill sets among the tech will be similar. But there will always be the additional layer that you need, uh, which is and also a key for an eye for certain areas as well. What about the fintechs taking part in this program? Which are these companies taking part and why are they selected specifically for this program? So we are constantly in conversation with our members and the, our constituents. And in fact, uh, interestingly, we even have uh, within SFA itself, we have a working group mm. that comprises of the chief people officer mm. of the various fintech. And it's through these interactions that we have with them, we identify that's a need for this space. And for the first run, we are also talking to those who have been engaging us closely. Like? They have to identify the companies. I have to learn of them. If you don't mind, I'll like to just give everyone a yes, shout out perhaps. please. Um, bear with me because some of these names may not be common to our listeners here today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do encourage you guys to drop by their website to pay a visit. Mm-hmm. And we have the likes of Aspire, Subnosis, Gobel Financial Group, Matchmove, MDAC, Nets, Niam Prudential, UREC, Utrip, and last but not least, Sing Life. Yeah, I'm just looking at the pipeline of talent that you need, right? Where is this coming from? Are you focusing more on the fresh grads or do you see a strong appetite for mid-career changes right now? Because everyone's, to some degree, going to be a bit uncertain about leaving the sector they're comfortable with. So this program targets at mid-career switches and really because um, we feel that this is one growing space and we want to equip more Singaporeans and, and, uh, to join us in this sector. So, yeah, you're saying mid-career, right? With tech layoffs still ongoing locally and globally, I'm sure there's a lot of concern about job security in this sector. And this group of people in their mid-career, do they really want to go into the tech industry? And how do you convince them to join the industry overall? So while the concerns are very real and we also do share those concerns, but as I uh, shared earlier, we do have a working group and through this working group and as our, through our engagement as well, we realise that the fintech space is still hiring and, mm. despite, and despite despite all this downturn that we are facing. And more importantly, all our companies right now, are most of them are actually in a scale-up stage. So they are no longer just a 10-man team, 20-man team. All the employers that we highlighted earlier are all hiring in their hundreds or if not the thousands. Mm. 
Yeah, we're walking through some figures and we seem to be getting quite a bit of traction in the fintech world when it comes to funding. It hit a three-year high in 2022. But in the backdrop, we've got a lot of things, uh, including high interest rates. And then we've got a lack of, uh, I guess, reduced appetite when it comes to investing in more um, growth type of companies. So that's brought down valuations to some extent. Where do you see things going on in the coming years? Are we going to see the same type of traction and momentum? To some extent, yes. And what happens is because uh, Singapore is a small market, so largely speaking, we are also affected by the macroeconomics. But if you were to zoom into details, what happens is Singapore is experiencing strong growth, and especially within our region as well in Southeast Asia. And interestingly, a lot of our fintech companies are at the growing stage. So there are a lot of them are at Series A, Series B, or some of them are pre-A. And those are the stages that you still see a lot of hot money coming to this part of the world and investing in these good startups. Okay, when you talk about fintech, what exactly are you thinking of? Because I think about cryptocurrencies. Is that on the top of your list? Uh, it, um, well, cryptocurrency has been the top of everyone's mind, but I am very excited to share that fintech is actually very, very broad and wide encompassing. So you have the like of RegTech, which in a sense covers your compliance, KYC uh, kind of solutions, all the way from your RegTech, InsureTech. And in- cybersecurity. It is, it is, as, exactly. And in fact, two other things I do want to call out would be blockchain and more importantly, green and sustainable fintech. So mm-hmm. green fintech players a very big part in the whole sustainable space as well. Mm-hmm. So for those who are considering a mid-career search and considering taking this up, how can they get more information, Ruben? Well, you may just head on right to our website and if I will just read it out for you, you'll be go.fintechcareers.sg fintechcareers.sg Thank you very much, Ruben, for joining us in the studio today. We've been speaking with Ruben Lim, Chief Operating Officer at the Singapore Fintech Association. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.